Hello there, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Kira, and I'm, of course, joined by my awesome, fantastic, superb, gracious co-host, Tyler. How are you doing, my friend? Gracious. I like that word. I like that one. I appreciate that. I'm doing very well, my gracious host, Kieran. So gracious to bestow that word upon me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, fine. It was a fine week at work. Fine week at home. Uh, able to play a, a mix of different games and all like that. Really, just games I've been playing the past couple weeks, uh, essentially. Uh, and then when I brought back an old favorite. No, not an old favorite. A, an old one I've been meaning <laughs> to go back to. And finally said all right now's the time now's the time if any's the time um but no it's it's been a good week uh very i'm kind of excited by some of this uh disney stuff that we've heard over the past couple days not not from the marvel showcase but like the d23 expo that we have going on so like the marvel and lucasfilm stuff and then the disney pixar animation stuff that's been exciting she hulk this week was an absolute delight to watch uh it's been a good week overall you know and i i want to say real quick you said 75. When I, I didn't really register with me. Wait a minute. That's 25 away from 100. Yep. Nearly there. If you math that out, that comes out to about six more months. Yeah. Six months and a, six months and a week will be episode 100. I wonder, I wonder. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see about something going on for that. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be about March. It'll be about March time, so. Yeah, I was I I was thinking about that earlier this week. I was like, we're getting close to a hundred. Maybe we should maybe plan something for that. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll 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 have toss. We'll have those behind the scenes conversations yeah. and all like that. That's a bit of a while away, but we got time to think about it. Exactly. And hopefully, you have time to watch the Play to Win podcast, a show where we break down the week's biggest gaming news through in-depth discussion. This week, we have a bunch to talk about. Before we get into that, subscribe, take the notification bell on YouTube. You know. It helps us out with the algorithms and such. Podcast services, five-star reviews, subscriptions, all the good stuff helps us out a bunch. Always greatly appreciated. Yes. This week, we actually have quite a bit to talk about. As you can (laughs) keep up with with the gaming space, you know that a bunch happened this week. So we are going to be talking the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase, the Cyberpunk 2077 Showcase that happened a couple of days ago, and Overwatch 2's controversial new hero introduction system which i have some thoughts on yeah but first we are going to talk about ubisoft forward and we are going to start by going back to ninth century baghdad in assassin's creed mirage yes 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 i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm very excited for this and i was my my excitement for it has grown over the past week for varying reasons. Um, but I'll be just just to start the conversation off, I'll say I was excited by the leaked details that we heard about this, you know, some time ago that it was gonna be like a return to roots and all like that. And after learning more information about it this week, officially seeing the trailer, um, kind of watched the whole Assassin's Creed showcase as a whole, really. Um my excitement level for Mirage is like at an all-time high. I am definitely with you on that one. Uh, I mean, I'm similar to you. When we heard about like the elite details, they're going to be returning to their roots, classic Assassin's Creed. I'm like, okay, you already have my interest. But after watching the trailer and hearing them talk about it, I'm like, yep, this has the potential to be one of my favorite Assassin's Creeds in a long time. Yes, yes, very much so. 
Yes, I mean it. It'll be set twenty years before Valhalla, focusing on Basim, Basim. Sorry, um, and like I said, in ninth century Baghdad, which I'm actually really excited to explore. Like what we saw in the trailer, I'm like, this looks one really good, but two, it it actually gives me a little bit of like older style Assassin's Creed vibes, where it's not this massive, huge open world that takes a hundred hours to get to every corner of the map. It's just a city with apparently four regions that we're just going to get to run around in stealth and i'm very happy to say a apparently focus on assassinations yeah it's been it's been a while i think the last one where there was like any semblance of focus on assassinations you could argue maybe origins i haven't played valhalla yet but i mean before that it was you know syndicate and i really yeah. like you know syndicate and unity they brought in the element of there's different ways to get into the place to assassinate your target. And there's different ways you go about assassinating your target, whether it be, um, I remember in syndicate, there was one specifically where you had to assassinate a, a doctor. Right. And I think there were, I think one way was like, you can like go into the, like the operating room. Cause it was, this is the time, like the doctor operates in front of like a crowd of people. And I think one of them was you could just go into the room and like assassinate them from like in there. I think there's another way where you could assassinate him before you even got there. But what I think like the quote unquote signature version, the signature assassination for it was pretending that you were the dead body. So hiding yourself as the dead body ah. that he was going to operate on or whatever. And then when you get rolled into the room on the stretcher, because you're you're under um you're under a sheet. So once mm. you get rolled out there, you just assassinate him right there, like that, in front of everyone. And like that was like quote unquote the signature assassination for that mission yeah. right there. So I really like that. And it's been a shame to see the series move away from that. And I understand, you know, at the time people were really getting stagnant and, you know, kind of tired of the classic Assassin's Creed gameplay style and everything like that. So moving to the system that they did with Origins and then Odyssey was refreshing and kind of, I guess you could say a change that the series needed, but it really doubled down really hard on moving away from what made Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed and becoming yeah. something that was only Assassin's Creed in name, not really Assassin's Creed in, you know, practice and effort and all like that. So it's awesome to see it going back to what it was before. Yeah, I mean, what I, again, when I was watching the trailer, I was getting heavy, like, old-style Assassin's Creed vibes. Mm -hmm. It just got me so excited for it. I also was quite excited. Uh, you probably caught this as well as I'm sure many people did. There was uh, a particular actor who's going to be in uh, in Mirage. The I didn't know this woman by name, but as soon as she started talking and I saw her, I, I knew who she was. It's I'm probably going to butcher her name. I'm so sorry, but it's Soraya Ag uh, Agdashalu. I believe that's how her name is pronounced. I, I, I think so. It's crazy because like I when I, I watched it this morning before we started recording and. I didn't think anything of it, right? Until, you know, they're saying like, yeah, some of you might've recognized their voice. Is this a kind of, is, you know, is this award-winning actress, uh, this person? I was just like, who? And then when they were like, yeah, she has a message for us. And she came out, she started talking. I was like, you know, actually, I feel like I've heard your voice before. Yeah. I, I feel like I have. I mean, okay, okay. And like, at first, I really didn't connect any dots at all. But I mean, hey, that's cool. Got someone, they got someone cool in on it. And I think the person voicing Basim or Bassim, I'm sorry, I'm messing up his pronunciation if I am. Um, if I'm correct, the person playing him is the guy who was in the most recent Sonic movies as Eggman's um, like right-hand man type guy. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know the character's name. Um, 
but he's playing Basim. Uh, sorry, I'm looking up who uh, Lee Majub. Yes, that's, that's what I was about to say. Lee Majub. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to see Basim go from like they, they said we're going to see him go from like street thief to like hidden one, which kind of reminds me of Assassin's Creed 2 when like you like uh, kind of I it, it's been quite a while since I've played Assassin's Creed 2, so it might be. I might be off on this, but, I remember, but Ezio didn't start as an assassin, did he? No, he was, yeah, you know, so. he was part of a highly regarded family. Yeah. And then his whole family was murdered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And it started <laughs> like, off as like a quest for revenge, but then he ended up, you know. Yeah. Becoming an no. actual assassin and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's been a while since I played that game, but I, I like I'm. I'm probably going to sound like a broken record here, but I am just, I'm so excited to get like an actual proper Assassin's Creed game for the first time in at least three, four years. Not even that. Like the last one, Syndicate was when 2015. Oh, so it's yeah. been eight years at this point. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's been seven years at this point. It will be eight when this comes out next year in 2023. Yes. The rumors were that it's spring 2023. All the Ubisoft said was 2023. So we don't have a date or official window from them yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm whenever this comes out, I am a hundred percent going to be there. Um, this this did a lot for me to get me excited for it, especially again, since like but smaller city, not massive open world. Uh, like I say, it's going to be split into like four main sections, and apparently mm-hmm. we're going to be visiting Alamut, Alamut, uh, which is the fortress headquarters of the Hidden Ones, which I'm really excited. I can just picture like the underground in Assassin's Creed. I can't remember if it was two or brotherhood where you have like the armor behind the gate and you have, um... I don't remember. It's been so long since I played those games. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, kind of gives me those vibes from what the, from what I read of it, but I'm really excited for this. <laughs> it's, it's seeming really great. I'm love. I'm again, just loving this return to basics. It's, it's what the series is needed. Cause like I enjoyed exactly. origins. I enjoyed origins for what it was like, you know, cool change of pace. Awesome. I enjoyed that game, but Odyssey just, did not click with me on so many levels. Like I played through it and I, you know, enjoyed it enough to play through it, play through the main <laughs> yeah. story. But like that game was so freaking huge and bloated. And like I just I kind of didn't care too much about Cassandra's story at all. It was there was just so much going on in this in that game from like gameplay perspective, from just the open world. It was just like, what the heck's happening? Like it it wasn't. It was just a very, very different game. Like Assassin's Creed in all but name. Like, well, in only name. Sorry. It was Assassin's Creed in only name, nothing else. Um, and like I never did any of the DLC for it. I mean, I also played the game after the DLC had finished everything for that game. Um, so by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing any of this DLC. I don't care. And yeah. like burned me so badly that like Valhalla came out and I was like, I need a break from Assassin's Creed. So, like, I haven't played Valhalla yet because I was, like, I got burned out on um, Odyssey. And I've heard that Valhalla isn't much better in terms of length. <laughs> I've heard the Valhalla no. itself is, like, extremely long <laughs> about the length of Persona 5 Royal, from what I've heard, come to understand. Uh, so I'm, I'm, not looking, I'm not looking too forward to doing that. But, um... I'll say, like, this whole showcase as a whole, it got me really thinking, you know what? 
I think I'm going to do Valhalla sometime soon. I think I'm going to do it soon. Like, it, it got me, the showcase got me nostalgic for Assassin's Creed in a way that I never thought I was. Um, yeah. And then, you know, seeing the, the, the Mirage coming next year, I was like, all right, but seems here. He's introduced to Valhalla first. This is a prequel, of course, but it, like, it'd be nice to have an idea of like, who he is and everything. Yeah. Um, then the next thing we're going to talk about, you know, last chapter for Valhalla, uh, that's coming next year. So like, okay, it'll be cool to play that. It'll be free as well. And then this is like, this isn't Assassin's Creed related, but I think I mentioned on the podcast before, I've been watching, I was watching Vinland Saga for the past couple of weeks and I finished okay. it this week. And for those who don't know, Vinland Saga is an anime that takes place. Um, it's about like, you know, the Norse and the Vikings and all like that and, and Danes and stuff. Uh, so like it's in it's you know it is in the period that you know Valhalla is all about and stuff um maybe not that far back I don't know exactly like time-wise where Valhalla is and stuff but you know Valhalla Vikings Vinland Saga Vikings and the Danes and all and watching Vinland Saga really maybe you want to do some Viking stuff <laughs> so I was like you know what I think I'm gonna play Valhalla soon um go watch the show if you ever watched it so all those things come together maybe think you know what maybe in like the next week or two after like the call of duty model warfare 2 beta is done yeah you'll install valhalla and go from there yeah well, i mean Val- valhalla is definitely my favorite assassin's creed so i'm i'm sad to see it come to end i ha- i haven't gotten uh dawn of ragnarok yet i really want that's like probably on one of the games that's on the top of my list to get after i work through some of my back catalog but a little sad that it's ending with the last chapter which again we'll talk about in a second but I mean, like you, this this got me nostalgic. I mean, you summed up very well. This this got me nostalgic for for Assassin's Creed in a way that I didn't know that I was. But I, I'm just excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about last chapter real quickly. I mean, yeah. there's not much to say about it, but you know. No, no. I mean, it, it's a content update that's going to come later this year for Valhalla. It's the last content update they're going to do. It'll be a free quest line that's launching. Well, according to you, to according to Gareth Glover, game director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, in quote, just a few months, and it will tie up some of the loose ends in Valhalla. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be cool. It's, it's a free update, so I don't have to I don't have to pay my way into it when I eventually <laughs> exactly. get around to it. Um, so yeah, that's cool. No, near future of Assassin's Creed is looking bright. It is. Uh, let's talk to the maybe a little bit more distant future of Assassin's Creed, because uh, mm-hmm. those are the only updates we got on the Assassin's Creed franchise. This nope. section they focused on Assassin's Creed was like half an hour, something like that. Yep, it was a straight half hour. <laughs> oh, well then. Uh, in which we got a bunch of new information about several different games. So they have Assassin's Creed codename Jade, which is Ubisoft's first open world mobile Assassin's Creed game. You play it on your phone. Yeah. I um kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I was very surprised. I was. I mean, it makes sense at some point you're gonna go mobile, you know, have some form of mobile Assassin's Creed in some way, shape, or form. But um, open world Assassin's Creed game from the way they're talking about it, it seems like it's gonna be like kind of like you know the console Assassin's Creed games just on your mobile device and all, and you're able to. It's you know it's in China, and all <laughs> which is cool as a brand new setting. They they had the specific gear in the trailer. I don't, I don't remember what it said. Um, and you're able to make your own character, which is also a first for the series. So yeah. there's a there's a number of firsts here going on that 
but initially I hear, you know, Assassin's Creed mobile game, and I'm like, eh, I'm not really into it. But then watching that trailer, I was just like, yo, this actually looks like it could be good. <laughs> it looks like there could be potential here. Yeah. You, you might get me in on this. You might kill my phone battery in the process, but you might get me in on this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I might play it. I might not. I'm not a big mobile gamer. I don't typically play like a lot of games on my phone, so I'm not. I don't know. I might Same. give it a shot though, because I mean, a, a fully open world, like full Assassin's Creed game on mobile, would be some feat to achieve. And two, like it's in China. That is, it's an interesting setting. I want to make my own character. So I mean, we don't have a release date, but I'll keep my eye on it. Yeah, I mean, again, just one thing to keep our eye on, like you said, is keep your eye on. Um, I think this might for for many people who might not be mobile game people, depending on what type of monetization is going yeah. on behind the scenes with it. Um, like if it's a free to play game or if it's a paid game or whatnot, like this could be a way for a lot of people. A lot of people might turn their eyes, speaking like, no, I actually I'll play a mobile game. You yeah. know, it, it, if it's if it is classic Assassin's Creed but mobile, by all means, give it to me. Give me this game. Well, that's not the only mobile game that uh, they showed, well, they talked about because they didn't show anything off for this, but there is another Assassin's Creed mobile game in development in partnership with Netflix and will be exclusively available on there. I'm just like, okay. I, I saw someone tweet this on Twitter and I was I was like, it's very true. Ubisoft, and I, I, I love him for this. It's also funny though. Whenever there's a new platform of some sort for games, Ubisoft is there yep. <laughs> right away. <laughs> so, like, it just makes sense that they would go here for yep. Netflix gaming. It's just like, oh, you're doing games? We want to be there. <laughs> We're going there <laughs> with Assassin's Creed. Please, just let us push something on it. Please. So the only mention we got on Netflix, though, the Assassin's Creed Netflix show was mentioned. They said it's early in development, but other than that, there was no information given. And now this, I'm like, we'll see about it. <laughs> yep. we'll, we'll see what this is. I, I don't necessarily have the greatest hopes, but, you know, one could hope that it'd be good. See, I, I'm a little hopeful for it. Netflix have done a good job with most of their, like, video game adaptations into shows. Which ones? Arcane, That's... Witcher. Are those the only two that you can name? Well, I, I was also going to say, well, Resident Evil wasn't received very well. It, it was not received very well. Have they done any more? I'm not sure, but at the same... Well, next up is Edge Runners, which I'm looking forward to seeing, yeah. but, you know, so I'm I. looking forward to that. Um, I guess I'm thinking there's all there's that, but then there's also the fact that the Assassin's Creed movie was, like, not received all that well, too. I, I, I didn't mind the Assassin's Creed movie. I didn't see it, but you know, it wasn't received that well. No. And then I think there's also the fact that Netflix in adapting things from other mediums hasn't really turned out the best for them. So, like, you know, all like their anime adaptations, people haven't really liked them all that much. So people there's like there's that added like eh hesitancy yeah, with this. Um, and I guess you could also say Witcher is not adapting the games, it's adapting the books. True. Okay. Still, I I have a little faith. Like I like, like I, again. I, I hope it'll be good. I'm not saying yeah. it won't. I'm just saying we know nothing about it right now. So yeah, I'm that's the, the mindset thing. of we'll see what that turns out to be. Once I know more information, I will get either excited or not excited. Right now, I'm just at a at a even 
all righty. <laughs> Even straight line. <laughs> okay. You're doing a thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, like you say, we know nothing about it. So it's not like I'm, you know, falling head over heels for it. But I have, I do have a little bit of faith that it, it's at least going to be okay, maybe good. But, but I don't know. We'll see. What, whatever yeah. happens, what that happens. Exactly. Now we'll get back to the Assassin's Creed games with codename Red. Probably, probably my like most excited about announcement out of this showcase, like after Mirage. Codename Red is the next quote premium flagship title end quote in Assassin's Creed, developed by Ubisoft Quebec, who made uh, Odyssey, Uh and is set in feudal Japan. Yep, I am very excited for that setting. I'm excited for it too. I have some hesitancy though. I'm not gonna lie. As of right now, like the the little teaser that we saw, you see like a, just a, a ninja pop on a roof with a sword yeah. and their hidden blade. That's it. Um, but I mean, the details that we know you play as a shinobi, and uh, I believe this is gonna be an RPG style game. So odyssey type of game like that it's not going to be like your classic assassin's creed no um which that right there has me a bit hesitant because you know i would prefer we go back to classic but you know depending on how the rpg aspect of this game ends up being i may end up liking it there's that one number two is the elephant in the room we've been asking for a japan set assassin's creed game for a very long time it just makes sense of course it does. We've been asking yeah. for this since like the start of the series. In the classic version, it would have made perfect sense. They've kind of kicked the can down the road for so long and then goes to Tsushima Cave and ate their lunch entirely. Yep, 100%. To the point where after Ghost of Tsushima came out, people were like, at this point, Ubisoft has been beaten to that setting now. When they should have done it sooner, they've been beaten to the setting. At this point, either A, should they still do it? And B, if they do, Will they even do it better than Ghost of Tsushima did? You know what I mean? Now, they are... The reason they I, people had a comparison is because Ghost of Tsushima has, many, has some similarities to Assassin's Creed's yeah. core gameplay. So it's kind of like Assassin's Creed done by a different studio in a very, 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 very successful way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now Assassin's Creed is going to be doing what another studio kind of did which was cop, which was taking their elements and putting it in their own game. You get what I mean? It's like, and, all right, now the the progenitors of the style are coming in in this setting that someone else did our thing in, but better. So yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that I'm not. This isn't me saying that only Ghost of Tsushima can be the game in feudal Japan. No, no, exactly. Like that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, Ghost of Tsushima beat them there. I hope that Assassin's Creed can come and be at least as good as that game if not better yeah and i think I, being better is a high bar to set that's, <laughs> so that's, be what, at least that's good yeah that's what i was going to say trying to be better than ghost of tsushima is a very tall order so i don't have i'm not expecting it to be that good i i think i would expect it to be on par if not slightly below because like i mean I, I think i've said this before as many people have, Ghost of Tsushima is a masterpiece of a game. Like, it is one of my favorite games I've ever played, and they did beat Assassin's Creed there. So it's it's almost as if they're like, 
So it's kind of like re-uploading the same thumbnail to YouTube like a hundred times. It's like <laughs> you know, it just it's it gets slightly watered down each time you do it. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this plays out. I I am very excited for the setting. Obviously, we know nothing about it. No release date. No information on it whatsoever, other than it's in feudal Japan. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and like I I don't know if this was ever specifically said, um, but like the next upcoming games, like the next the slate of games that we have coming in the future, not all of them are going to be like RPGs. So we have Mirage, no. which is a back to basics. Mo- um, Jade, which is going to be mobile, but we don't know exactly if it's going to be RPG or classic. Uh, then there's Red, which is said to be an RPG type one. Then there is, we're going to say it now, Hexy. Not mm-hmm. sure what style this one will be, but it seems like they're not, not everyone's going to be a, a RPG type game at all. And I believe also here, just want to throw this out here, interview with IGN, um, not all the games are going to end up being like these super long, <laughs> crazy yeah. games going forward. Which is which is very good. I'm very 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 happy to hear. Yeah, that. so am I. Um, yeah, I, Hexy. Sorry, Hexy is no, not going to be an RPG. Uh, it'll oh, be. Okay. It's not going to be an RPG. So like that's good to know. And that's interesting. I mean, we. I think that's the only yeah. real information we have on it because they they just tease the like the code name. In, yeah, they uh, in, the code in, name in the, show, in the showcase. But right. like, and they have like the little vid, the little trailer showing yeah. on like the woods and ominous vibes and then uh uh the assassin's creed logo made out of like twigs and everything like that uh yeah and then when like it they had the code name come up the logo was over what looks to be like it's, it's basically giving heavy witchcraft type vibes yeah. and people online were saying it hexy i believe is a german word i believe is what people were saying online so people are thinking that this might have to do with witch trials um in like Europe or some other country, not like in the, not in America at all. So that'll be very interesting. Uh, that's a setting I didn't, you know, that's the type of vibe I setting I never would have thought Assassin's Creed would tackle um, or would have imagined the series tackling. So I'm interested in seeing how they go about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just looked up, you're saying Hexy is German for witch. So I, I, I would assume that there will be some sort of witchcraft magic style involvement. But like, this was giving me like a little bit of Blair Witch vibes, just mm. like with like because it, it kind of reminded me of the trailer for Blair Witch that came from Bloober Team. Oh, gotcha. So like I'm I'm wondering if like this might have a little bit of like horror elements to it. I mean, if it's if there are going to be witch things going on, I imagine there will be like some spooky stuff, but like nothing too intense. Like it'll 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 I'm sure it'll just fit like there will be a more ominous theme and tone going on with the game, but it's, I highly doubt you're gonna have yourself a horror Assassin's Creed game here in your hands. Like I I don't think that's no. gonna be the case. No, and I I don't think it would be like a full horror game. I'm just wondering if they will have like horror elements involved in it. It'd be neat. It'd be neat, you know. Yeah. Just get throw a little spice, a little razzle dazzle on it. Yeah, I mean, it would be something different from the series, definitely. Yeah. Something else that's different from the series is Assassin's Creed Infinity. This is like, we got some details about this earlier, like a bunch of stuff leaked about it. It was kind of touted as a like future platform for Assassin's Creed. 
Uh, we got some details about it here from uh, Assassin's Creed franchise producer Mark Alexis Cotier. Uh, Infinity isn't a game per se, this is according to him, but will act as a single entry point to the Assassin's Creed franchise in the future. A quote from him says, quote, it's a hub that will unite all of our experiences and our players together in meaningful ways, end quote. That's, that's interesting. I like I, I'm not entirely sure what to make of this. What I make of it is, and especially, you know, after like we saw the visuals and stuff uh, that they had when they were talking about this and just like the way they said it and the way I like I've kind of come to understand it and, you know, just based off other people's tweets about it is that it seems like really this is going to be kind of like a launcher for the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I like I imagine it's going to end up being similar to like Master Chief Collection or the recent Call of Duty games where like you go into it and it's like yeah, potentially as, like it'll be like here's this and then like the most recent Call of Duty games it's like say for example Modern Warfare right the first one you mm -hmm. open it up and it's Modern Warfare but then it says it has another tab for Black Ops Cold War then a tab for Vanguard then a tab for Warzone <laughs> yeah. so you could go into any of them if you have them installed on your system I imagine that's what Affinity is going to be. You go into it and it'll be like, all right, here's Affinity. Like, Assassin's Creed Affinity. Here are the Assassin's Creed games that you can buy. If you have them on your system, you click on it and it takes you right into the game. Yeah. I imagine that's all it's going to be, which is, I, I mean, I, maybe I'm slow. Maybe I'm ignorant. I don't get the point of it. If it's just a launcher, I don't understand the point. And I like, I guess it could be a way, just like like he says here, to direct new players. So if someone's getting trying to get into the franchise, like, all right, download Affinity. It has like every game since X point, you know, here labeled for you, and you can you know you can see the games that are in the series. You if you want to buy it, you just click on it. It takes you to the store. You buy it, and then you go from there. But that that it just it just aside from that, I don't see much of a point to it. I mean, if if it's just a launcher, then I'm with you. Like, what's the point? Why are like I don't get why this is being made into seemingly quite a big deal if it's just going to be an app you open to launch into Assassin's Creed games. I I don't understand if that is the case. Why they are making such a show of it? Because surely that would just be something that you release. That's not something you need to spend any time on, really. But, yeah, I mean, he says it's not a game per se. So I would imagine there will be some stuff to it, maybe. I don't know. It, it just seems, it seems very weird. Like, when we heard the, the leaked details, I was thinking, oh, it, Assassin's Creed Affinity is this, and these other things are parts of it. Like, these things get added to it. Yeah. To, you know, to fill out Assassin's Creed Affinity. I never thought Assassin's Creed Affinity was just your launcher to open up the other games that you have on your system. Yeah. No, I mean, when, if if I had to liken it to anything, I would liken it to maybe Halo Infinite, where like they're trying to make that a platform for Halo for the next 10 years. So obviously I would assume they will be adding content to like the the ring and the story and adding stuff in line, I thought it might have been something like that rather than, like you say, a launcher to open a game. But I mean, even Infinite, that's different because Infinite's multiplayer 
is free to play on its own. You don't need Halo Infinite to play the multiplayer, but the multiplayer is in, you know, it's it's a tab in the menu for it, right? Like, yeah. It's on its own, but also if you buy Infinite, you get the multiplayer. But buying Infinite or just getting Infinite from Game Pass, it comes with the campaign. The campaign is Infinite. Yeah. It is Infinite and the multiplayer. The multiplayer just happens to be a separate thing. Infinity seems like it is nothing except, hey, go here, go here, go here, go there. It doesn't yeah. seem like there is a core thing to Infinity that you get with Infinity and then these other things are like supplementary or whatever. It seems like Infinity gives you the route, gives you the way to go to these other places. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine it's a few years off yet, so we'll have to wait and see when we see it again. Maybe we'll see it at the Ubisoft Ford next year. They might talk a little bit more about it. I, I honestly couldn't say, but I, I imagine mean, it'll be out but by the time Red comes out because it was, you know, Red and Hexy were yeah. on the thing for Infinity. So whenever Red is coming out, that's when this will be done. I mean, you would assume that Red will be out maybe the year after or maybe 2024. If they want to go back to annualizing, sure. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, one final thing we got from the Assassin, the Assassin's Creed showcase is that Ubisoft touted it. Is in, they talked a little bit about an Assassin's Creed multiplayer game. Uh, Mark kind of wrapped up the conversation that he was having with a couple of um, there was a, the guy who voices Sean was one of the hosts for this um, and he just wrapped up by saying that Ubisoft is quote investigating how we will bring standalone multiplayer experiences back into the Assassin's Creed universe all connected to the Infinity Hub end quote cool I've never I was never really a big fan of the multiplayer um, that I, Assassin's Creed I don't know had. if I ever played it yeah, it was interesting. It was unique. It was very Assassin's Creed. Like, it fit for what Assassin's Creed was at the time. Um, I just never really gelled with it that much. I know people have been asking for it to come back. So, I mean, if there, it's awesome that they're looking forward to way, looking into ways to bring multiplayer back to Assassin's Creed, whether it be the same way as it was before or something different, something new. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be, maybe we'll get that Assassin's Creed Battle Royale that you and I talked about. Yeah, that's, like, that's so what I was just thinking. Um, but I mean, hey, it's interesting. It's unique. Um, whenever that shows up, it, you know, is when it shows up. But it's cool that they are confirming that we are looking to bring that back, you know, bring yeah. multiplayer back in some way because people have asked for that for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine it's at least a couple of years out if one, they're still looking into how to do it, but two, if they're yeah. going to be connected to the Infinity Hub, which again, like you just said, will probably be out around about the same time as Hexy or Red, then it'll probably be a while before we see any standalone multiplayer experiences, but I I would be I would be interested in playing Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Like I said, I don't think I've played it before. I still like our Battle Royale idea, though. I... It That'd be really if they did a battle royale, that would be interesting. Of course, it would have to be very scaled down, like not a hundred players, scale oh, no. it down to maybe like 30 or something, yeah. and um and go from there. Yeah. Okay. That is all of the Assassin's Creed news we got. Quite a bit of Assassin's Creed news, actually, quite a bit more than I was expecting. So yeah. Th there they did talk about a bunch of other stuff, which we'll go over just now. I honestly don't really have a whole lot to say over the rest of the stuff they went over, but we can talk about it if, if we have something to say about it. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I feel like this, 
Not gonna lie, I feel like the showcase was all this was meant to be the Assassin's Creed showcase, yeah, with some other Ubisoft things. Like the 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 other two highlights of their showcase were um, Mario and Rabbids and Skull and Bones. Um, Skull and Bones being a highlight in the only way that Skull and Bones can be a highlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything else is more like minor things, or if you're really into this, you're into it. Or, or stuff where like not too much information about it. So yeah, I don't really have too much else to say about yeah. what we have here. Oh, one thing. I, sorry, one bit. One thing more of Assassin's Creed stuff is very quickly that I'm very excited for is the live symphony performance that's going to be touring around the globe. Oh, cool. I imagine. I'm I'm actually really interested in going to that. Neat. I won't, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope got a new gameplay trailer, and it will get DLC, which introduces Rayman. Yeah, I'm. Fans are happy and mad about that at the same time. Yeah. They're happy because Rayman will be coming back in some way, shape, or form, but they're mad that he's coming back as DLC in a Mario Rabbits crossover game when Rayman is the person who introduced the rabbits in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> Rayman has not gotten love from Ubisoft <laughs> in a very long time. Uh, that was happening. Yeah, it's turning turning a Sam Fisher situation over here. Borderline. I mean, this is. <laughs> This was the start of his um, Ubisoft game tour. <laughs> he has to complete the Sam Fisher tour yeah, yeah, of appearing exactly. in multiple different games, but not getting his own until like five years later when yeah. they announced through a logo. Hey, we're going to do another one. Wait years though for it. Yeah. Yeah. He has to go like the Assassin's Creed Grand Prix, the Morals Phoenix Rising Grand Prix. Watch that um, be the next one he appears in, the next Phoenix game. <laughs> oh, God. Watch that be what happens. Oh. Uh, Please, Ubisoft, no. No, I mean, what I do have to say about the Sparks of Hope gameplay, I mean, of course, I'm not into it. It's a tactics game, and I'm really into yeah. tactics games. But the game does continue to look really cool and really yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. I like this. I've always thought Mario and Rabbids was like a fantastic idea, and I'm happy it worked so well. So I'm, I'm super happy that a sequel is happening. The game continues to look really great. And I'm, I'm certain it's going to be one of the best games of like this fall, this holiday season and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, from what I can remember, that the first one was received very well, so I'm I'm very confident that people are really going to enjoy this one, for sure. Now we get on to the the black sheep of the Ubisoft family, <laughs> getting discovered. Depending on who you ask, depending yeah. on who you ask. Uh, we got a new trailer, gameplay trailer that focuses on ship customization and the helm, which is an in-game trading network. I kind of tuned out when this came on. Not gonna I'm lie. not going to lie, I kind of did too. Like I was, I, I said this to Karen before we started recording, but I was playing my Switch while I was watching this in the background because I had seen a lot of the headlines for the showcase beforehand. Um, and I knew Skull and Bones is one of the things there. So I'm like, all right, some of these things I'll like, I don't care too much about. So I'll play my Switch while I'm watching. And once I hear things, yeah. I'll like, you know, look and play at the same time. And this was one where I was like, I was like, paying a quarter of attention to the skull of bone stuff because yeah. i was like i'm I, I already know i'm not in on the game i i doubt anything else will really sway my opinion on it much um but i i hope that i hope that the people looking forward to this game enjoy it i hope yeah they do. I really yeah do. i think exactly it's like i'm not trying to down people who are excited for this but no no thank you <laughs> just next right what we did get next was a trailer for Riders Republic Season 4, which is their like multi-sport snowboarding. Yeah, BMX, snowboarding, yeah. sledding. Not I sledding, forget I'm skiing, yeah. sorry. 
uh, paragliding, air, it, so much, so many cool sports that it, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Something, something that I actually might hop into is the crew season, the crew two season six episode two Dominion Frozen, which arrives on September fourteenth, and it's going to introduce a bunch of like Frozen tracks and stuff. I'm actually, I actually might get back into the crew two for that. Oh, nice! I never played the crew two, but that's awesome. Uh, we got a sneak peek at Myth- Mythic Quest season three. Nice. I've heard the show is actually fairly good. I've never watched it, but I've heard it's good. Neither have I. Yeah. I don't have I, Apple TV Plus, so that's why I never watched it. <laughs> I maybe when like She Hulk and Rings of Power and House of Dragon are over, maybe I'll hop into Mythic Quest. Maybe go ahead. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she gave a shot. I'm not going to because I don't have any intention <laughs> of like subscribing to Apple TV Plus. But I mean, hey, fair by all means. Uh, Brawlhalla. This is something that interests me a lot, well, a little bit. Rohala is getting a crossover with the Castlevania. Uh, you're going to be able to play Simon Belmont and Alucard on October 19th. That's a neat crossover. Cool it one. is. Uh, I'm I'm just going to... Well, actually, we'll talk about the second one, I guess. Division 2 is getting new seasonal content. You're going to fight a captain of some sort. New sure. stuff for Division 2. I wish, yeah. I wish I actually got to the Division. I, I got the first one as a gift for Christmas, I believe 2015, right? 2014 or 2015. I think it was 2014, whenever it was. Um, and I, I think I've said this on the show. Whenever I get like multiple games for Christmas or whatever, I like to try and like, I used to try and play like, you know, a bit of one each, like that first day, just to like get a feel for each one. Yeah. And I played the division, the first division. I'm not joking. I did the first mission. I was like, all right, cool. I'll come back to this. It never came back. <laughs> I think I played it for most an hour. <laughs> and I was like, I'll come back to you. And I never did. It, was, it wasn't because I didn't like the game. I just ended up playing other games. And then time got away from me and I forgot about it. And I just yeah. never went back to it. But I always loved the idea of The Division. Like It was set in New York. You had the dark zone where it was like, all right, things are getting real out here in the dark zone now. Mm-hmm. Like. It I, it was up my alley, and I feel so bad for never playing it more than I did. I feel so bad about that. I, I I've played the division a bit, like I, I was never like super into it, but I mean, like it, it's a good game. Don't get me wrong; like I don't have anything against it. It's, I just I have other stuff to play. Yeah, I so like the other. I've, there have been sometimes where I think to myself, maybe you should pop in the division, but I'm like, no. If you're gonna play one, play division two. You're not gonna play the first division game. Don't yeah. do that. And you don't have the division two, so you're not playing any of it. There. Well, you might be able to get into Division Heartland when that comes out. Perhaps yeah. I did see the trailer for that. I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, that that's not the mobile one. That's uh, yeah, no. the, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. that's the one that's PC and consoles. Got it. Got it. So yeah, maybe I I might get into it. I was watching. I was like, hmm, kind of picking my interest a bit. Picking it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got some new gameplay. We didn't really get any new information on it, but there is a testing phase, which, you, which is open for signups now. I probably won't sign up for that. Yeah, neither will <laughs> like, I. I might, I might play when it comes out, but... Yeah, it's still, it's cool. Cool, we yeah. actually got to see it. Nice. Uh, the Division Resurgence is a mobile game, which is coming at some point set in the series. I'm, I probably won't not going to play that, but I will say... Watching it, I was like, man, mobile games have come a long way in terms of visuals. Absolutely, they have. 
like I was just like, wow, <laughs> this looks like a, this looks like it could be like you know like a late PS3 game kind of sort of. That's not and that's not a diss to it at all. Like that's a compliment. Oh, no. Like mobile games visually, it's coming a very long way. Yeah, I mean the, the same can be said about Rainbow Six Mobile. They said they you know yes, that's coming. That that's a closed beta is coming on September 12th for that. They showed that off during the the forward. I mean. Again, I'm like I'm not a big mobile gamer. I'm probably not going to get into it. But I mean, it looked like Rainbow Six. I never. I'm not a Rainbow Six person. But yeah, seems like yeah. it'll be up to that up that alley for fans. Something that might actually be up my alley is Trackmania, which is coming to consoles in early 2023 with cross crossplay and cross progression. Like this is a, like I've kind of like kept my eye on this game from afar since it came out. I think in 2020. Um never really got into it but i mean if it's coming to console then i might give it a go i actually thought it was on console all this time so this is news to I me mean, <laughs> it's news to me um but i mean hey it's coming to other places yeah More i'm not gonna play it because i'm not that much of a creator person um oh i mean i don't need to be a creator to play it but it's, it's cool it's cool uh, the last thing that we're going to talk about from the Ubisoft Forward is a game that nobody saw coming. A game that surprised everyone. Just Dance 2023. <laughs> releases this holiday. Yep. Releases this holiday. One, the one thing that I did kind of catch me off guard a little bit, a first for the series, it will actually feature online multiplayer. So you will be able to dance to your heart's content with anyone in the world anytime you want I would have thought the series had it already. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, no, I was just trying to think what the last Just Dance game I played was. I think it might be like 2016. I've played none. So, no, I've never played any. I, oh. so I'm not, I'm not really into them. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get it for myself. <laughs> I would only, ever, I would only ever played it yeah. if I went to like a party or someone's house. And they had it. And they're like, hey, you want to play with me? If I was in the mood, I'd do it. But yeah. I've never been in any of those situations. So I've never played it. Yeah, give me give me a few drinks first. Then maybe I might join you. I don't know if I need a few drinks, but I, I would always have to be in the mood to do it. Be like, sure, sure, why not? So that was the Ubisoft Forward that we got. Yeah. Over, overall, not bad. Not great i mean like the, the assassin's creed stuff was was definitely the highlight of this that was definitely like the focus it felt like 15th anniversary of course it is but like kind of everything before that i was just like okay yeah sure basically it's like all right cool cool yeah. that's fine that's fine the assassin's yeah. creed stuff all right what we got going on here all right this is what we all been waiting <laughs> for obviously yeah. 30 minutes of this <laughs> yeah so i mean looking forward to seeing what the future of ubisoft looks like although no frontiers of pandora no beyond good and evil 2 nope not not a, not a look of it and you know it makes you wonder specifically beyond good and evil 2 what's going on with that yeah um, avatar i imagine you know just taking their time you know probably yeah. stuff together going with it and also we'll see it when we see it um yeah it's a bit disappointing and I think what's more disappointing for me, at least with Ubisoft's shows, is that seem at least from what I can imagine, or at least from what I can remember, all their past showcases that they've done for the past couple of years have essentially been the same. 
Here's your update on Assassin's Creed. Here's your update on our Tom Clancy games. The same three Tom Clancy games. Maybe here's a new one. Oh, here's here's Extraction. Oh, here's X Defiant, which has disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, you know, like there's there's not really a bunch of new things coming out of Ubisoft in recent years. And that's disappointing because I I wish there was. I wish that we would get new things from them aside from just all right, here's more more coming off the conveyor belt off the assembly line of these franchises. Like I yeah. I long for new things from them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the last like new thing they did was Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I I like you could maybe argue Skull and Bones, but I would say that's just Black Flag without the Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah. So so it it's it's a shame. And I mean, you know, Avatar and Beyond Good and Evil too, like, yeah, cool. Where are they though? Yeah, What's exactly, happening? Exactly. Especially like, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, yeah. which has gone through this exact same situation a decade ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you say, it's like they, they have games that are different from their usual pipeline, but they're just one not showing them in two cases Beyond Good and Evil 2. I'm worried that game isn't coming out because where is it? It's been ages since we've seen it, ages since we've heard anything from it. We've heard about the development troubles. So I don't know. I don't know either. I, I just long for better days for Ubisoft. That's all. Exactly. Maybe if they get acquired. I don't want that to happen, but <laughs> no. So moving on from the Ubisoft showcase, we have another showcase to talk about. The Disney and Marvel game showcase. This was Around half an hour long, if I'm correct. It was it was like 20 to 25 minutes. Okay. It, it went by very fast, surprisingly. I thought it was going to be longer. Yeah. I mean, so did I. I. I thought they were going to show off maybe a couple of games that weren't here, but we'll get into that. One thing that I am actually quite excited by, again, we don't we know a terrible, huge, terribly huge amount about it, but the Black Panther and Captain America game coming from Amy Hennig and Skydance New Media. Yep. Um, I don't want to say I'm excited by this. I am intrigued by it because we know still basically nothing. Yeah. What would excite me about this is that Amy Hennig is behind it. Um, and you know, we know it, it focuses on Captain America and Black Black Panther during World War II. Um, I hope you don't mind me saying these things right now. No, no, no you're um, good. Um, and like, you know, we have four characters in it. We got Captain America, which is our young Steve Rogers here. We have uh, T'Challa's grandfather, Azuria, the World War II um, era Black Panther. We have Gabriel Jones, who's a U.S. soldier and member of the Howling Commandos, which is a like Captain America's squad of people. Yeah. And then we have Nanali, who was a leader of the fledgling fledgling Wakandan spy network. Um, so I was like, okay, that's cool. And I think based off like details that we've heard, you'll play as different. You'll play as each character at different points in the game and all like that, um, which is neat and all. It's just, I mean, I think there might be more details to this that I just haven't heard about or read about uh, because there was a panel after the showcase where more details kind of came out about it. But okay, I think right now, like the game didn't even get a name in the in the yeah. teaser. The teaser like panned over a table. Do you see the shield with the claw marks on it? And then like a quick shot of Captain Captain um, Black Panther like getting ready to fight some guys. And then it just said four four heroes two worlds one war it's just like got it it is like 
I'm not, ex- I don't want to say I'm excited. I, there are elements here that can be exciting. I am not excited yet because I don't know enough about this. But this was definitely the big thing of that show. Oh, yeah. It was meant yeah. to be the big thing. It's just a shame we got so little information about it. Yeah, and I'm, I think I might be using exciting instead of intriguing because, like, again, we know not really much about it. Like, no consoles, no release window, no real information as to, like, gameplay-wise, story-wise, nothing. It's just... Black Panther, Captain America, World War II. That's it. Yeah. I mean, did, I think there could be a lot of potential there, especially with Amy Hennig, you know. Oh, behind, yeah, I mean, there is. Behind the story. Like, the story could be a really great story. I'm looking forward to seeing what the story is. You know, I just I want to know more about it. Yeah. Game we know plenty about right now is Marvel's Midnight Suns. They showed off a new trailer and uh, re-revealed a new release of December 2nd, 2022. It is coming for PC, Xbox Series consoles, and PS5. It is also coming for Switch, but no Nintendo Switch release date was given as of yet. No's release date was all either also given for PS4 or Xbox One. So I think no. those versions was supposed those were supposed to be getting a version of this game as well, and they don't so. have a date. You mm. said you said yeah, I don't think so. So December second for current gen, you know, for new gen and PC. Everyone else, you you have to wait a bit. Yep, Xbox One and PS4 are getting versions of this game or at least Supposed so far yeah so far they have not confirmed whether those are cancelled or not so yeah. we'll see one thing that uh, we are getting from Midnight Suns a little closer though is the game will be getting five prequel shorts starting on October 31st that are a quote set of five short videos that provide backstory on formation of the young core of the Midnight Suns end quote could be interesting to watch very cool I like the little the intro that they showed for like these prequel shorts, the animated thing that they showed. Yeah. That was neat. I like that. I'm probably not going to get the game though, because it's, it's a tactics card game and you're throwing two things that I'm not really into into one. And I'm just like, Ooh, probably not going to get it. That said though, the game does look like it could be really fun and really cool for those who are like into that type of gameplay style. So I really hope this game does turn out well. I'm happy it is still coming out this year. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm sure that'll happen. That'll make the people who are excited for this game happy. It's just not me. We then got a new Tron game, Tron Identity to be specific, which is a new visual novel game set thousands of years after Tron Legacy, and is oh. developed developed by Bithel Games, who made Thomas Was Alone and John Wick Hex. For those of you who are fans of the Playwatch Listen podcast, you will know exactly who Mike Bithel is. I didn't realize that this was thousands of years after Tron Legacy. Yep. I did not know that detail. I love Tron Legacy. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a really great movie. Like mm-hmm. I can understand people thinking it's boring or like slow or dry. I can completely understand those things. I love this movie in spite of all that. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, no, it is a so really good, good movie. I'm I'm so mad we have not gotten Tron 3 yet. It's I like, know bit hell is some state right now i don't know exactly um this has me interested though i'm interested in this for sure i mean i i think i'll have to look more into it before i am um you're gonna follow a query who is a quote detective program tasked with solving the mystery of an unprecedented crime end quote it's coming next year pc and consoles i'll look into it a bit more i'm i'm not typically a like visual novel game style person so We'll see. 
but I mean, I'll try, I'm trying to expand my my gaming catalog. Palette. So um, yeah. So I, I, I th- maybe I'll pick this up. I think I will. I mean, I haven't played any visual novels, but there are some that I have been interested in in mm. like the past year or so, like Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I've wanted to play Boyfriend Dungeon. I was into it, just never got around to playing it. Um, so I'm definitely, definitely bored to play it now. Um, just gotta wait for this game to come out. Gotta wait for it. Yeah. Uh, Switch owners are going to be excited. Uh, after Illusion Island, which is a new Mickey Mouse and Friends co-op 2D platformer that was announced exclusively for Nintendo Switch. Uh, a quote from the description is quote, explore the mysterious island of Monoth and re- recover three mystical books to save the world from disaster end quote uh, each character is going to have no that's all I think you were to say so. I, I had a I had a yawn that just kind of came out which is <laughs> not indicative of how I feel about this game it was very poorly timed because this was actually my highlight of the Disney um, showcase oh really this looks awesome like it's in the art style of the Mickey Mouse and Friends like shorts that they've done in um, recent years and all like that. It has that same art style. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And then seeing it's a co-op 2D platformer and all, um, I was like, this seems awesome. It seems so cool. I'm really on board with this. This looked like the best of everything that was shown at this showcase. At least yeah, in um, my eyes, I should specify. No, I mean, I I did enjoy I did enjoy the trailer for it. I mean, I I I do think it's interesting. I don't know if I'm gonna pick this up again just because I like it. I don't typically play the like co-op games much, but I mean, I, I imagine you could play it by yourself. Yeah, like it looked like an Ori type of game. I mean, Ori is a bit of more of a Metroidvania, actually, right? Yeah. Then, yeah. But still, it looked it looked neat. Yeah, no, like don't like don't get me wrong. I, I really like the look of it. Just like the the art style alone was like okay, this this is interesting. But I, I I'll look into it a bit more. Each I mean each character is gonna have their own abilities. Like Donald can swim. Goofy has this massive like condiment ball for some reason. So that's cool. But it does support online and local co op. So I mean, it, it, I I think this will be a fun game for people who want enjoy two D platformers. Might actually be a good kids game. Mm-hmm, for sure nice family yeah. game yeah. you know it's and like you said it supports local and split online and local split screen co-op on like a certain game um so like that's awesome Oof. <laughs> sorry i i just i just thought of it and i was like you know what i could i could make a quick joke so pow, 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 pow. <laughs> don't worry guys i love halo infinite it's great game. yeah uh, 343 needs to go to the needs to go to the er for that sick burn sorry guys i love you <laughs> i love you 343 i love halo it's great <laughs> You got to work on some stuff over there. Yeah. Niantic's been working on some stuff. We talked about two new games that they had. What? I'm sorry. I just I just laughed at this announcement uh, oh, okay. from Niantic. It's just, you all, are, I hope this one hits for you guys. I hope it works. <laughs> I hope uh, it works. I, I, I do wonder how their basketball game's doing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Forgot about that. Yeah, um, they've, they've been busy hard at work with Marvel, working on World of Heroes, which is, it's an addict, it's an augmented reality game. You create your own superhero and team up with various Marvel characters. It's going to launch next year. Pre-registers are open now. <laughs> Do you, Niantic? I hope this works, just like the very popular, successful Harry Potter one. Yeah. 
I hope this works out for you. Just like the amazing Pikmin yeah. one that you guys got going on to. I hope this is the hit that Pokemon Go was and continues to be. Chances are it probably will not be. But I hope it is. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think they're ever going to have as much success as they had with Pokemon Go. I, I don't think so. Pokemon is on another level. It's on a oh, whole yeah. other level. Like Harry Potter. If Harry Potter couldn't work, like the chances of this Marvel one hitting on that level, like it has the Marvel name. So like that could give it a boost. But even still, Harry Potter couldn't work. I don't think this one will. No. No, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Like, I, I hope people enjoy it. But I, again, do you, Niantic, I guess. Do you. Okay, the rest of these I'm probably just going to get through real quick because, th- honestly, that, that, those are kind of the highlights of the showcase. Yeah, the first four things that we... The first four slash five things we said <laughs> yeah. were the highlights. Everything else was just like a bam, 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 bam. Yep. Not yep, even just for so, us, but like actually in the show as well. They kind of flew yeah, by a lot of these things. Yeah, they were just like, this thing. Okay, now this thing. Okay, now this thing. So Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was mentioned, and there was like a little bit of a description given, but nothing was shown for this or revealed except the trailer we've already got. Got more love here than it did at the Ubisoft Yeah, board. fair. Somehow, some way. Mm. Uh, Marvel Snap, an upcoming free-to-play collectible card game, is releasing on October 18th. New Return to Monkey Island got a new trailer. Aliens Dark Descent got a gameplay reveal. Which I was surprised. I was like, oh, this is a tech. I was like, this is a RTS action game? Really? That's not the vibe I got from it when we first no, saw it. When we first saw it, I thought it was like a twin stick action shooters game. But this it's I was like, oh, it's very much not that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Sure. I hope it does well. I'm not going to play it, but I was like, okay. Yeah, neither do I. This is what the game is. Got it. Yep. Uh, Gargoyles Remastered is coming to PC and consoles at some point. A new Toy Story realm will be added to Disney Dreamlight Valley later this year. Side note real quick. I have actually yep. heard a lot of the responses I've seen about Disney's Dreamlight Valley online this past week have been very positive. People have been saying the game is actually very good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's on Game Pass, so like I, I saw it go added, and I'm like, you know what? I actually might give that a try. I don't think I will, but I was like, oh, wow, is that, this game is actually good? It's actually, dare I say, great? <laughs> what? Not what I was expecting. No. No, I mean, I hope it continues to do well. They're, I mean, a Toy Story, I think, will be a big thing for that game. People oh, love definitely. Toy Story. Definitely. Uh, the... <laughs> The mobile MMORPG shooter Avatar Reckoning gets it is got a first look trailer and a gameplay overview. I love how this got more love than Frontiers of Pandora. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was funny. I was like, yeah. ah, this actually doesn't look too bad, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga is getting a Galactic Edition releasing on November first that will include thirteen character packs, featuring characters such as Cassian Andor, Reva, and Captain Rex. As well as a bunch more. I saw the Mandalorian on there. I think Mandalorian's already in the game. Oh. So unless it's a new character from it or something. But I still yeah. want to play Skywalker Saga. I haven't gotten around to yeah. it. Yeah. I'll I, I think that's one of the games I might ask for for Christmas. Oh neat. Do it. Maybe. We'll see. Uh Disney Speedstorm, which is an upcoming Disney racer. Uh, it gets a new look trailer and it introduces racers from Monsters Inc. Yeah. I think that game actually doesn't look too bad. No, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I was watching. I'm like, you know, this actually looks kind of fun. 
So it could be. Could yeah. be neat. Uh, Disney's Mirrorverse, the free-to-play mobile action RPG, will soon get a Halloween season and introduce Guardians such as Hades as well as others. And the final thing from this is Marvel Strike Force, the squad-based mobile RPG, is going to add Red Hulk on September 13th. A lot of mobile stuff in this showcase. Yep. I mean, sure. As I, as I said to you, and as I thought afterwards, could have been an email. Yeah. Could've, I mean, a lot of this could have just been, you know, an announcement. It's like, hey, here's this, here's this press release. Could have just been that. I don't yeah. think we needed a showcase for these things. No. That and, and said, that's... That said, I, I'm happy it was only as short as it was and that they yeah. that they breezed through a lot of these things because a lot of these things didn't necessarily need more details than we got from them. You know, so it was like, hey, <laughs> we, we respect your time. We, we, we know that there's not too much uh, substantial stuff here, consequential stuff here. We respect your time. We'll be in and out like 2025 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's spend half an hour talking about Marvel World of Heroes. That would have been the worst. If they spent <laughs> any more than three minutes talking about that game, exactly. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, overall, like there was some cool stuff here. Not a whole lot of stuff I care about. I honestly think they could have just taken. I mean, like we say, the, like the first four or five things we talked about, they could have just put those to other showcases. Like they could have put one, like you know, a couple of PlayStation, a couple of Xbox, put the um, illusion. What's it called again? Illusion. Where is it? Yeah, Illusion the, Island. The, 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Put Illusion Island to a Treehouse Live or, or a direct. direct. Yeah. Which a Nintendo Direct is actually rumored to be happening very soon. I think mm. within the coming days of this episode going live. Oh, nice. Look for that keep soon. An, yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Maybe we'll be talking about that next week. Maybe. Hopefully, we'll also be talking about a PlayStation showcase as well because that'd be awesome to talk about both of those in the same week. Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing. Lovely. Knock them yep. both out. Exactly. Lots of showcases this week. Lots of stuff happening because now we're going to talk about Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk had a showcase. Everyone yeah. had a showcase. You get one. You get one. You get one. Yeah, I mean, I, this one wasn't terribly long, which I'm thankful. For. I mean, no, there was a lot of stuff here to talk about anyway. But we'll, we'll get. Yeah, I actually it. didn't even watch this one live. I only Neither watched. I. I I only watched the trailer for the expansion, and then I watched the trailer for the update. And then I watched the English version of the Edge Runner trailer that they released as well. That's all I watched. I didn't watch the actual thing live because I was like, I, I don't have the time to watch all this stuff. No. So well, we'll talk about the expansion first. They, they talked about, well, they showed a teaser trailer for Phantom Liberty, which is Cyberpunk's first expansion. It's going to seemingly focus on V joining the military. I don't know if it's military, more so just a... More so just like, I, I guess you could say a, maybe a revolutionary group or a maybe, yeah. faction of some sort that is, I, I see it more like a new, a new faction that is trying to become like a new government of some, of sorts. Because uh, so, you know, they're called what? The new United States of America is what they call themselves. Yeah, I think so. So like, I don't believe that's a military. I think that's more so, this is a new faction or new group that is trying to establish themselves as like the new governmental body for the country that's what i think they're supposed to be yeah the the nasa yeah that's um, (laughs) i don't like i don't like that let's never never say that ever again instead just say in just say in usa in usa okay 
Uh, Keanu Reeves. We don't say we don't say the USA or the USA. <laughs> no, it's just the NUS. No, yeah. no, that never happens. <laughs> no one ever does that. <laughs> it just sounds weird and wrong. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves is returning as John Silverhand, though, which I'm excited about. I was not. I was surprised by that. I'm like, oh, so was I. Yeah, got him. Yeah, I'm, like I, I, I can close my eyes and picture like the Xbox Stadium when he walked, the, like just the fan reaction when he walked. Like I, wa- I watch that like every so often. Just it makes me happy. Yeah, I, I feel like Keanu was happy to come back and do it because he liked. I feel like he really enjoyed being Johnny Silverhand. I, I think feel like so. He really did. I mean, like it, in, in all in all the interviews that I've watched with with Keanu, like explaining it, like you can tell he had fun. Yeah, like he, I don't think he would have come back if he didn't like it. No, no, exactly. Uh, the the expansion fandom Liberty is releasing next year for Xbox Series consoles. PS5 and PC is not releasing for last gen consoles. Uh-huh. It's the only Which, expansion coming to the game too. Yeah, th- that actually that actually disappoints me a bit. Like it's it's the only planned expansion. It does, and I honestly, I think that is only the case because of how long they had to spend fixing this game. Yeah, if they didn't have to spend so long fixing it, I think we'd get another one. I, yeah. I I think they would have had another one planned already. They say it's the only one planned right now. Who knows if that changes? Exactly. Hopefully it does. But if this is the only one that's disappointing, at this point, I'm not that surprised though because it's 2022 no. now. It's coming next year. That'll be two. That'll be about two and a half years after the game came out. I mean, I'm assuming it's coming in the first half. So like. Two and a half years since the game first came out, at like yeah. a certain point, you got to start moving on to your next project. So yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing is like they have other stuff they can be working on. They don't want to be working on this one game for you know five, six, seven years. So exactly, well, well five, six, seven years more than the like nine they've already worked on it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it is disappointing. I do enjoy cyber. It is a good game. In my opinion, like I mean, like I think I've said this before. It's like if I were to review, I probably would have given it like an eight, eight or a nine, maybe. Uh-huh. But I mean, again, because it's taken so long to to fix and to get right, I it's not that surprising. Well, not that surprising, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as kind of hinted to in that development on last gen consoles is ending, but technical support will continue. So you're not going to get any any like new features or updates or anything like that apart from like bug fixes or quality of life improvements are going to be added to last gen consoles yeah they said that the 1.6 update uh it's the last one the last gen Just yeah like man that yeah. it's it's ever since that game came out i have been of the mind i've said this cyberpunk 2077 should not have come out on last gen it should have been Agreed. a should have been a ps5 series um and PC game only, but they they got it on last gen, and you, you got to cut that cord. Like you got to cut that cord at a certain yeah. point. I'm happy they are, and you know, fan, like, you know, it's a good thing that Phantom Liberty is not going to be on there because that would have been a hot mess probably too. Mm. You know, just you got to cut that cord. Do what you can. You fix it as best you can. All right, cool. Let's fix the best we can. I'm moving on. Yeah, let's talk about the 1.6 update. This is the Edge Runners update kind of ties in with the Edge Runners Netflix series that's coming out. Uh, it's adding six new firearms, five new melee weapons. You're going to get a few new gigs to do. Um, I, I I don't think I've actually watched the trailer for this update. I have watched the Edge Runners trailer, though. Apparently, there's actually going to be some secrets for Edge Runners, like kind of hidden throughout 
Night City. Okay. Neat, neat. Uh, you're going to get an in-game wardrobe that's going to allow you to change your appearance without affecting the stats of your armor. So it's like a, a transmog, essentially. Basically. Yeah. Cross-progression, new arcade game, Roach Race. Uh, the most important of all, we're going to get Nibbles in photo mode. Those of you who don't know, Nibbles is a stray cat that lives in the apartment building that V lives in. Swear to God, I never heard of this <laughs> cat before I saw this detail. Like, who is Neither this cat? What, I, w- this cat exists in, where where was this cat <laughs> where was it i i honestly i i, I don't think i've seen the cat i i didn't know nibbles was a thing until i was looking up the dock and i was like so what's nibbles i looked up i'm like, oh, cat. like i never even heard people talk about nibbles which is why i'm gonna say huh <laughs> this is a thing yeah uh it's also going to uh, introduce some quality life improvements and bug fixes as you would expect for an update and the last piece of Cyberpunk news that we got is that it now has official mod support on PC. Which is cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to what the mod community um, puts out and everything. I'll say this. I, in recent months, I've thought about Cyberpunk 2077. You know, each time a new update came out, um, each time I see someone like tweet some screenshots from it or whatever, I think about, I'm like, man, maybe I'll go back and like, you know, play the game or whatnot. Maybe I'll run it, do a second run with new character or whatnot. Or maybe I'll, you know, respect my current character, my current V because, you know, with the, with the new gen update, basically they wiped all your stats and say, all right, respect your character. So I got to respect yep. them anyway. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll go back to the game and all, maybe I'll do another full playthrough because based off my understanding of right now, the game as it is now, I don't want to say it's drastically different from how it was at launch, but there's a lot of changes that they've made to the game that I kind of feel like make the game more like what it should have been when it first released. Maybe not entirely, um, but, you know, it makes it more like the cyberpunk fantasy, the cyberpunk kind of want, would have wanted at launch. That's not going to change like the gameplay things where, you know, like I kind of feel like it kind of, didn't fulfill the, the gameplay fantasy I might have wanted from it. But I think I I think at some point I do want to replay this game. I want to replay it, see if my per- perspective has changed on it. Um, I just don't know if I have the time to do a full replay. And then I, I wonder, like, all right, when this expansion comes out, am I just gonna if I have replayed the game by then, will I re- will I do the expansion with my second character or will I just continue on with the current V I have right now. Like I, I wonder, but I, this has got to be excited for cyberpunk again. And I actually didn't think I would have been as excited for this expansion as I, as I am right now. Like I really thought after I finished that game that I was like, all right, cool. It's done. I enjoyed it. it is what it is. I'm moving on. Maybe I'll be excited for the expansion when it comes, but who knows when that's coming, like at that point in time, but seeing what we saw from this expansion, I, I don't know. It just got a, it just brought up a whole well of feelings in me of just like cyberpunk is so freaking cool. It's so cool. And night city is. is such an awesome city. And I really think I want to go back and play that game again. Yeah. I mean, I, I started a new playthrough a couple of months ago. I hear that like the first two or three missions and I was like, no, put it down. You have other games to play. You can come back at some point. But I, I think I, I mean the same but was you where it's like do I do a second playthrough now or do I wait until the DLC or do I wait until it's closer to when the DLC is coming out and replay it I, I don't know I will do another playthrough at some point I I, I do want to see like all the new 
stuff they've added because I don't think I've played since they added the new like apartments. I think that was with the next gen update. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but we'll see. I I I am excited for um, Phantom Liberty though. It does it does look cool, and I'm glad Keanu's back. Yes, for sure. When do you think it's coming out? They didn't give a date, but when do you think? It'll no, be out? um, say summer, maybe next year. I think that's a good bet. That's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah. Like I think earliest would be May, I think. Latest, yeah. I think, would be <laughs> September. No, what they're gonna do is they're gonna announce a date and then they're gonna delay it, and then they're gonna announce a date and then they're gonna delay it. And each time they do is gonna be with the classic yellow background. <laughs> no, no, please. No, I don't want to see any more of those yellow backgrounds on my Twitter feed. <laughs> hey guys, just want hey night city residents. <laughs> Just gotta let you know we gotta delay this expansion again. <laughs> it's like not again. The PTSD <laughs> from seeing that yellow background. <laughs> just like over in the corner, like curly your hair, like no, please, no. Doesn't this just the fight or flight every time you see it's like no, toss this phone, get away from me. You don't exist. <laughs> if I didn't see it, it doesn't count. <laughs> okay, enough cyberpunk talk. We are gonna move over to our final main news topic, that being Overwatch 2's new way of introducing heroes into the game allegedly uh, none of this is alleg- like allegedly, completely yes. official none of this is completely official but we it, it's seemingly like going to be the case yeah so according to leaked details overwatch 2 will drastically change how new heroes are released to players shows that new heroes being added to the game will be re- released through overwatch 2's battle pass tiers premium battle pass owners will unlock two heroes instantly, while those in the free tiers will have to play the game to unlock them, creating a divide in the game's player base. Before I read any further, initial thoughts. I want your initial thoughts first, because you are, unless you want me to give mine first. No, I'll I'll go. I think this is awful. I am not a fan of this whatsoever. It is going to create a huge gap between the people who have the premium tier, people who are in the free tier. It's going to give the, like, I mean, I I have this at the question at the bottom, so I'm kind of skipping ahead a bit, but like, Go ahead. I do I do think it's going to give, it's going to give people who are on the premium tier an unfair advantage because, so just take, take the, take the hero that they, that they, they kind of, that is kind of part of this leaked information, which is Kiriko, which is a new support character that they did say they're going to be adding a new support before it Overwatch 2 launches on October 4th. So I mean, just take that that healer. If that healer is really good or potentially like OP at launch and they have to tweak it a bit, as soon as people have the premium tier, they're gonna have that hero. So that could give the enemy team an unfair advantage over potentially the other team who might not have any premium battle pass owners. If they do, not guaranteed to play support. Albeit not, you know, the other team wouldn't guaranteed to be play support either. But Still, I just it's think the, it's the principle. Exactly, like it's it it's the principle of the matter. It's it's the fundamental like mechanic of Overwatch is that the thing that made the first one so good is it didn't lock anything behind a paywall, behind a paywall, like it, or apart from like the initial cost to buy the game. Like you didn't have to, you know, when they added Sigma, for example, it's like you didn't have to be like, oh, I have to play the game for fifty hours to unlock Sigma or pay four ninety nine or ten ninety nine or whatever it might be. You just got access to them, so there wasn't this this divide between the players. This wasn't the, there wasn't this fundamental change in how Overwatch is going to operate. In mm-hmm. in my opinion, like I'm, 
I'm really not a fan of this. I, I think this needs to be looked at very quickly because we're less than a month away from launch. Yep. Yeah, it's not a good look at all. It goes against Overwatch as a, as a whole. Like, Overwatch, exactly. everyone is on the same playing field because everyone gets the heroes at the exact same time. You're able to play. Anyone's able to play them whenever they want to. And a core factor of Overwatch is the fact that you could switch between heroes on the fly any point mm-hmm. in time during the game. And if you can't switch to a character that your team may need because you haven't unlocked them yet, but the other team has them, like that's just that that goes against the game entirely. It, it just it just does. So they really need to rethink this. And business wise, I understand why this decision is made. Well, yeah, and it, it, it heavily incentivizes you to either a pay for the game, I mean pay for the battle pass, b pay for the tiers to get that hero, or c grind a bunch to unlock this hero. Either yeah. way, Blizzard wins. <laughs> um, so business wise, I get it. Player-wise, it absolutely sucks. It is awful. Um, and if this is the way they're going to go about it, they need to really think about where they place those heroes on the free battle pass tier. Yeah. Like, you, I, I would argue that you should not have any heroes past, honestly, past tier 50. They should not be past that. And granted, this also goes into, I guess, how fast you progress on the battle pass. We don't know that detail yet. Yeah. But I would say you should not have any past tier 50 because any more past tier 50, you're asking people to grind a bunch or pay a bunch of money to unlock these characters. And I would even say you should have all of them unlocked sooner than that. I would argue tier 30, you know, and say you so you- say there are, say three characters are available on a battle pass, right? Yeah. One at tier 10, one at tier 20, one at tier 30 that's i don't think that's too egregious you know to ask no. people to play or grind now i wouldn't want it at all but i'm saying i don't think yeah. that's too egregious because i'm thinking like realistically if you're going to have them before tier 50 you're going to want to space them out you're not going to have like you unlock one at tier five then at tier 10 then tier 15 realistically yeah. they probably wouldn't do that because that doesn't really incentivize you to play a bunch but so that's what I'm thinking 10, 10, 10. But I mean, 5, 5, 5 would either be so much better because then it's like, oh, you're not having to grind that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, this just should, it just shouldn't be a thing regardless. But they really need to think about how they space them out and how they're accessed. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I agree that, I mean, I was thinking probably more like tier 25 is like the max I would have a, a hero be unlocked. But to me, uh-huh. that then begs the question of like, say you do have three heroes being unlocked in a battle pass, how like how do you structure that? Do you have support first, then damage, then tank, or tank, then support, then damage? Because even then, it still creates a, a albeit smaller, but still a an unfair gap or advantage between players because you're still like again if you have the premium battle pass then i imagine i imagine you would get at least one of those heroes unlocked immediately and then you would grind for the rest but that that one hero is still going to be an advantage for the enemy team and two even if you have them say i don't know say you have one at tier 10 one at tier 20 then we'll go with your idea and say one at tier one at tier 30 then I would really, you would really have to look at how the dynamic of each of those heroes is going to impact the game overall. Because if you, 
just for an example, say say you put Diva right as tier thirty, right? Diva is a fairly strong tank. Diva is arguably one of the most powerful, powerful won't be stronger, but one of the most helpful, useful hel tanks. Useful, useful tanks in the game. So if you have that at tier thirty, but say premium battle pass members get her at tier one, then creates a divide. But two, and more worryingly for me, are they going to adopt Halo Infinite's model of you can buy any battle pass anytime? Now, I assume... That, that was another they, thing I saw people talk about. You're right. I would assume that they would just release... So, like, say, Kiriko, the healer they're supposedly going to be introducing, is in this first battle pass. Once that battle pass is over and they move on to the next season, I imagine Kiriko would just unlock for everyone. That's how I think they would do it. That's how you would I, hope they would do it. That, that's that how I sense. hope. Yeah, that's how I hope they would do it. I can also see them saying, "Okay, well, since you didn't get it in the battle pass, you have to pay for it. You have to buy this hero." I don't think that's likely because I think there would be a, I honestly, a colossal uproar in the Overwatch community about that. I know I certainly would be, but. Uh -huh. how do we unlock heroes once the battle pass is done do we just get them do we have to go and buy a, a previous battle pass and work through that do we have to just pay for them in the store i this is honestly a really bad idea in so many ways i am i'm really not happy with it yeah because i mean we know with kiriko granted she's elite but we know the first two yeah. heroes for the game sojourn um junker queen her junker queen junker queen and then kiriko those are the three. So let's say those are the three for this first battle pass, right? Yeah. Like, if you miss out on this battle pass, when do I get them again? Do they rotate in the store? Um, do I have to just complete a challenge to unlock them? Like, that would be the better way to go about it, you know? Uh, that, the second best way, aside from, you know, just, all right, it's unlocked for everybody. Like, the second yeah. best way would be complete a challenge, and then you unlock this character, right? Or then there's, like, the paid way to go about it. But then you, I feel like, if you if they do the thing of okay the season the pass is done they're unlocked for everyone then I think that then brings up the the question of oh so like why pay for the battle pass if now they're unlocked yeah that's for the thing for free like that's why I don't think they would do that it, it's this this just opens a can of worms that did not need to be opened up yeah exactly and I mean oh, I, I I had a point of someone I was going to say but it's just gone out of my head. I was just thinking, oh, that, that's what I was going to say. Um, they could also do it like somewhere like Rainbow Six does their character unlocks where like once the battle pass is over, you or like while well, you could earn like character tokens so, like while you're playing. So like you say, you could complete challenges, say every challenge, just I'm pulling numbers out of thin air here, but say a challenge is worth five character tokens, you need 50 character tokens to unlock unlock a hero so i mean they could do it like that like it, it, i, I like would prefer like this you have to complete this challenge for this character yeah so like that, say, that's kind of how valorant does it i would just say like all right for support like so say to unlock kiriko right she's a support character so the challenge will be geared around support so let's say do i don't know i'm just gonna pull a number ten thousand worth of healing support for for your um, for your teammates to unlock yeah. kiriko like that's easy that's doable anyone can do that that's not difficult to do you know yeah. 
or if it's like if it's a dps character then get let's say 25 kills not necessarily in one match but get 25 kills with dps characters if you're a tank absorb you know take x amount of damage yeah you know in order to unlock this tank character like that is what the challenges should be if they're going to do a challenge model to unlock characters after the season pass is done it, it again this did not need to be a problem they are making a problem for something that did not need to be a problem no um i'll, I'll get through these couple of quotes here so a piece of since moved text from the game's website reads Quote, with a Season 1 Premium Battle Pass, you can unlock over 80 tiers of rewards, including Mythic Cyber Demon Genji, Legendary Honotori Kiruko, and more. In addition, as a Season 1 Premium Battle Pass owner, you will automatically receive access to Overwatch's latest hero, Kiruko. End quote. Obviously, fans are divided on Blizzard's plans to change the, the, the addition of new heroes, to which Overwatch commercial leader and Blizzard VP, Vice President, has this to say, quote, Did I put his name in here? You did it. Someone I will I will someone grab who's his name, Overwatch I, commercial I, leader. <laughs> I will grab his name just after this. Uh, so he says, "quote We'll be sharing all details ahead of lo- uh, ahead of launch. We want to confirm that new Overwatch Two heroes will be available on the free track of the Battle Pass." End quote. So yeah, yeah, not not a good idea. I am not a fan of this whatsoever. As a long time Overwatch player, I think this is slightly game breaking. It, it's, not it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Um, and yeah, like the based off the leaked information, Kiriko could be coming at launch, which will kind of go yeah. along with what Blizzard said in the past. So Kiriko might be there day one. We might be seeing uh, stuff about her soon. I mean, even with the leak, it, like I think her, not the entire finalized version, but a, a portion of like her reveal trailer got dropped online uh, okay. like, as part of this leak. So like, it is very, she's going to be revealed sometime soon in the coming yeah. weeks. Yeah, uh, John Spector was the guy's name. The oh, Overwatch commercial lead in Blizzard VP, John Spector. John Spector with, the, with that information right there. Yeah. That is going to conclude all of our main stories this week. So I'm going to move on to our brief mentions. There is a few, not a whole lot. So I'm, And again, I don't think we have much to say about these. So we will just get through them. Yeah, we will. Rattle them off. So, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection releases on PC on October 19th. The pre-orders in the Epic Game Store will receive a Fortnite glider shaped like Sully's seaplane. It's cool. Gizmo from Gremlins is now available to play in multiverses. Sega has announced an RGG Summit event airing on September 14th at 9am Pacific, 12pm Eastern, 5pm UK. There is could, there is rumour that there's going to be Yakuza details. Yeah, there. like... you. It's most likely going to be Yakuza information here. Probably maybe something for Judgment. Who knows? Uh, but Yakuza 8 is the big rumor because it was kind of sort of leaked um, some time ago. If not leaked, it was announced some time ago. I forgot. But Yakuza 8 is like the big rumor for this um, event here. Uh, the event RGG Summit, not RPG Summit. like I put. Yeah, RGG Summit. Since <laughs> RGG is the team that makes them. Yeah. Xbox has announced a cheaper Elite 2 Elite 2 Core Controller priced at $129.99 USD. It features a two-tone design. The body is primarily white with matte black grips. The Elite 2 Core does not come with a carrying case, charging dock, paddles, extra thumbsticks, or a standard D-pad. Just include the controller, the charging cable, and the thumbstick tension tool. 
You can purchase the additional components with the complete component pack, which retails for $59.99 USD. Cool. For those who are interested in a cheaper version. Uh, Xbox Series consoles are getting a noise suppression feature. I assume it's just to limit the noise that your consoles make. Sure. No, it's not that. It's about no? um, background noise from other people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Could, could you tell I didn't read into that at all? I can tell you didn't read into that at all. Yeah. Uh, the new PS5 firmware update is out now for all users, bringing 1440p support folders and other features. Very happy with that. I'm very glad they finally introduced 1440p. At long last. Yep. Jim Ryan has criticized Microsoft once again, this time over the, quote, inadequate, end quote, agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years after their current Activision contract comes to a close. This is after last week when we said, well, we had a brief mention that Phil Spencer said they had sent over a signed document to PlayStation saying that they will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for several years. Yep. And then Jim Ryan's like, I'm only saying this because I thought it was private, but since you bring it to the public eye, you said that was only three years. So I don't know. I don't like this agreement. And I'm just a back and forth. Another yep. update on the back and forth playground argument. <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens next week. <laughs> Jim Ryan punches Phil Spencer at restaurant. <laughs> Phil Spencer sends Jim Ryan a, 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 a bag with flaming poop inside of it. <laughs> Phil Spencer says that Jim Ryan's hair looks stupid. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, Firewall Ultra has been announced for PSVR 2, continuing the franchise from PSVR 1's Firewall Zero Hour. I think people said that the first one was good, so it's cool. Mm, We'll see. Jason Blundell, the co-founder of Deviation Games, has left the company. No reason was given for his departure. Is it bad when I saw this? I was like, when are we going to get the bad story about this guy? <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, when are we? No information on the departure. I was like, oh, this doesn't bode well for him. <laughs> I'm scared. Keep an eye on Jim Jason Schreier's Twitter account. Yeah, I, I'm not too confident in what in what this yeah. what this means for him. But hopefully, the game will still be fine. Yeah. Adios uh, Montreal has officially regained control of the DSX and Thief franchises from Square Enix. Uh, Tomb Raider and Legacy of Kane have also been returned to Crystal Dynamics. Neat. And our final brief mention, Ridgeline Games is a new Battlefield studio that has been created to focus on narrative campaigns. It's going all in on story over there. Yep. Hopefully the future of Battlefield is going to be bright. Yeah. I mean, after 2042, they have some work to do, but we'll see. Only time. Only time can heal wounds. Exactly. That concludes our brief mentions. It does. So we're going to move on to... Exactly. Like, fairly busy week, actually. Like, a little little busier than I thought it was going to be. Like, I knew we got a couple showcases. But then I was like, oh, okay. You know, just keeps coming. It it just keeps on rolling. And again, we'll see what happens this coming week. Who knows? We we may get a Nintendo Direct. (laughs) Fingers crossed we get a PlayStation Showcase at some point. I'm like... (laughs) I'm begging for it. I'm like, ah, like I'm not really begging. I'm just like, it's time, guys. It's time. It's the middle of September. Come on now. No, this this week we're gonna get PlayStation Showcase, Nintendo Treehouse Live, Xbox Game Showcase, Nintendo TH- Direct. Treehouse is what they do during E3 time. I I always forget the distinction between those two. E they do it. 
E3 time they do a direct and then Treehouse comes right after the direct. Like, oh yeah, Treehouse is the hours where they yeah, play yeah. Some, some games to talk about it. Yeah, that's where they first show. That's where they first showed off Silkstone gameplay. Maybe I don't know, but Treehouse is yeah. Treehouse is not a direct. Treehouse and directs yeah. are different things. Treehouses are supplementary to their E3 directs. Got it. That concludes our brief mentions and all of our news for this week. So we're going to move on to what we've been playing. I'll go first. I don't have a whole lot to say. I played a bunch of Destiny 2. I did some Dares of Eternity. I think I only have one Hunter ornament left to unlock. Done a bunch of Catch crash, catch Crashes, ex- Expeditions. Finished the seasonal content. I think I'm up to season rank 28 now. I'm just a bit over you. I'm like 29. Mm-hmm. And my light level is now 1559. Ah, I'm higher than you there. My light level is 1573. 1576. Nice. With the ornament. I mean, with the artifact. Yeah. My artifact has plus eight on it. So without a 1568. Um, but yeah, I played some Destiny this week as well. I, you know, se- seasonal story content, cool. Um, this week, I actually finally realized, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. The reason my catch, the reason I'm not getting actual good catch killer armor with like good base stats is because I need the umbral focus versions of them. <laughs> so my actual outfit now i got good um good catch killer outfits um for my character so now nice. decked out of some catch killer gear with uh my crown of tempest exotic um helmet on looking nice looking good uh um, i actually don't have any exotic armor you need to get some for yourself step your game up for real for real especially if you're a warlock you know you're a hunter right i'm a hunter you're a hunter. Okay, so never mind. I don't know where. I, I know. I, there, I, I forget the name of it. There's a really cool helmet that I want to find, but apparently you can only buy it from Zer. Ah, gotcha. Keep an eye out for it then. I don't yeah. know what it is. Keep an eye out for it. Um, but yeah, so, you yeah, know, did my usual Destiny stuff this week. Um, it's funny. I always intend to play Destiny for just like one or two days and I end up playing it like four days out the week <laughs> and all. Um, but yeah, caught up on some Destiny, doing good there. I finished Tales of Arise after we finished recording last week. I think, no, I finished it on Sunday and I thought I would finish it Saturday, but I finished it Sunday and great game. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. Enjoyed the ending. Um, did a bit of grinding before I finished off the last um, dungeon because I got there and I was like, wait a minute. I actually need to get myself a bit stronger. <laughs> um, but Nevertheless, I still really enjoy that game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, great first entry into the Tales series for me. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to whatever comes next from the Tales of series. Uh, definitely recommend it to anyone who is looking for, you know, a new JRPG, and action-based JRPG. Uh, you know, I have some gripes with it. Um, like, you know, I, I, th- I was kind of annoyed. I didn't realize until late in the game, but like, the abundance of times in the game where you'll have a cutscene and then you walk 10 steps and then get another cutscene. Oh, and I it's hate like that. we could have had this be one long cutscene <laughs> now. Like seriously, like why is this happening? So like that happened a lot. Forward. Exactly, exactly. So like that that happened a lot. Um, you know, sometimes boss fights, well, combat as a whole, but it, this was highlighted on boss fights where like combat i said it was fun i really enjoyed the combat but it also didn't require too much strategy and this was exemplified during boss fights where like they have a whole lot of health 
and what it boils down to is you just attack them without with reckless abandon and just dodge attacks when need be. Like there was, you didn't really have to strategize much when it came to boss fights, which isn't necessarily like a big deal or that much of a problem. But um, when the bosses are just like have such huge pools of health, it becomes it just it becomes something that you really notice. You're just like, all right, I'm just kind of like smashing away at you and dodging what I need to, and that's really about it. Um, I mean, those those things aside, I'm sure there might have been other critiques I had. But um, overall, still really enjoy that game. It was a great game. Definitely recommended nice. to um, you know, JRPG fans and all like that. Played a bit of Bloodborne as well. I what what was I up to? I think no. I last time I when I talked about it, I said I had finished Father Gaskion and I was going through yep. um old Yarnum and stuff like that. Uh, I made it up to the Blood Starved Beast. <laughs> Could have beat mm. them. Um, I here's the Blood Starved Beast. I came very close to beating it a couple times. But uh, each time it ended up, it ended up killing me either because it would poison me, and then as I'm trying to heal myself, I died from the poison, and or like it just like a, it got a good hit in on me and I died. Uh, I've come close to beating it, have not beaten it yet though, and I need to beat it in order to progress more in a, in the game and all. Uh, it's a tough fight. I got my I got my boy Arthur able to help me out. You can you can summon an NPC if you've met him. I mean, I think if you have like a high enough stat, you could summon this NPC to help you who's strong. He got himself a nice big weapon and everything. <laughs> and he aggroes the Bloodstarved Beast for me quite a bit. And like, I've, I try to get him through the fight as much as I can because he helps a whole lot. Um, so he's there helping me. And I've had, it sucks. I don't have any more fire paper. I had fire paper before, but I used it all trying to, you know, on previous attempts because yeah. fire does more damage on the Bloodstarved Beast. So I use the fire paper, it ignites your weapon in flames. So every attack does more damage. Okay. I ran out of fire paper though. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, like I, I've gotten very close without it, but I know the fire paper would definitely help. So like, I'm kind of like, do I want to see if I could find more fire paper or do I just like kind of is what it is and just go at this guy on his own? Uh, I also need to make sure I don't run out of antidotes either, because if I run out of antidotes, I'm kind of SOL. So, <laughs> that's why I'm on Bloodborne, fighting the Bloodstarved nice. Beast. I will, I will beat it at some point. Who knows when? Uh, but I'm still really enjoying Bloodborne. Like Bloodborne is so cool, such a good game. Love the aesthetic, love the vibes, love the environmental yeah. design. It's so like I've never, although I have not played really many Souls games, um, specifically from From Software. The one thing I always knew was that their character design, their enemy design, their world and art design is just top notch, always top notch. Like I even knew that from when I first played Bulletborn years ago and never even made it to Father Gaskion. Like I knew that like the art design and world design was just, just amazing. Like it, it always drew me in. Like, so I'm loving it here with this. It is making me really even more want to play Elden Ring. And I'm I'm really thinking I'm gonna get it. It's just a matter of the when. When am I gonna get it? When do I think yeah. I'll have time to really sink into it? Um, so that's why I am with Bloodborne. And then this week, I said, you know what? I was torn. I was like, do I want to start Valhalla? Because I'm I'm really enjoying Vinland Saga. It's got me in a Viking mood. And then I watched episode 14 of Vinland Saga, and I was like, I no longer want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm put <laughs> off of Vikings. I'm not gonna say why for spoiler reasons. But I got to episode 14 and I was like, 
I no longer want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, and then I finished Vinland Saga this week and I was like, I want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla again. <laughs> uh, when is a different story. But I was between that and Breath of the Wild. And I said, you know what? Breath of the Wild will not take up 60 something gigs on my PS5 when I need to download the Modern Warfare 2 beta in a couple days. So I will play Breath of the Wild. I said, I'm going to delete my save that I had from years ago, start fresh, and I'll play Breath of the Wild. I am at the exact same point I was at the game last time. Literally, I am literally, as of yesterday, at the exact place I was at last time I played this game. Oddly enough, I'm not hating it like I did before. Okay. I'm actually, dare I say, enjoy. I don't want to say enjoying it more. I am liking the game. Because I'm liking it. Let's see. Okay. I'm liking it more than I did last time, where last time I was like, I'm so bored. Like, I'm, what, what the heck was going on? Yeah. I am at, I'm liking the game now at a base level where, like, okay, I like this. I like what I'm doing. I don't know if I'd say, like, I guess you could say, yes, I am enjoying it. I'm not at the point where I am like, I'm like, light bulb. Yeah. I see, I have seen the light. My third <laughs> eye has opened. The Triforce has appeared on my hand. I am <laughs> one with Hyrule and everything. I'm not at that point with Breath of the Wild, but I am enjoying it so far. I am liking things. I'm trying not to, like, as I'm, I'm following the story. Like right now, what I just do is find Impa in Kakariko Village. That's what I need to okay. do. That's what I had to do last time too. I'm following <laughs> the trail there. Um, like literally where I stopped last time is where I stopped this time at the stables where you can, where you find the horses and everything like that. That is literally where I stopped last time. I'm there right now and I do, I'm going to continue, but um, like I've been, I've been enjoying the exploration. I haven't mm. really explored too much off the beaten path, but I've enjoyed the exploration. I've kind of enjoyed the combat a bit more than I did before. I still think the weapon degradation is utter garbage, but I've been enjoying things more than I did before. And I wonder if it's just a case of wrong time, wrong place last, when I initially did it before. Wonder if it's a thing of the game is just coming at the time where I kind of want something new and different. And Mm. this is filling that void of new and different and also giving me an adventure and also just returning to something I wanted to in the past. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is about things that are clicking with me better now than they did before, but it is. And I'm happy about that because I've liked the Zelda series. I granted, I never finished Wind Waker or Twilight Princess for different reasons each time. Um, never because I didn't like the game, always because of some external, external reason. <laughs> um, so I wanted to like Breath of the Wild when I first played it. I was like so annoyed that I did it. Um, so I'm happy that this playthrough so far is going better. It's going better so far. I'm enjoying things more. I'm not head over heels for it. I'm not seeing the light. I'm not proclaiming this to be the second coming of Jesus Christ or anything <laughs> like that. But I am, I am enjoying myself. I am liking the game more right now than I did at these exact, literally the exact same point. I've done the exact same things I did all those years ago. I am enjoying it more. We'll see That's if good. that continues. We'll, it is good. And we'll see if that continues on going forward. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited to hear 
your your thoughts if you continue playing Breath of the Wild. I'm going to continue. It's not an if. I'm going to continue. Okay. I don't know if I'll be playing it every single week, but I'm committing to myself that I want to play it more frequently. So I'm going to try to play it a bit each week. Some weeks that may be like the game I play. Um, And I'm going to try to make that the case. Uh, I'm going to try to make that the case this week in the lead up to Modern Warfare 2. Then this weekend, it'll just be Modern Warfare 2 for sure. As I play that, try to have my impressions out for that. By Wednesday of next week. I want okay. my Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer beta impressions to be out before the Xbox early, before the Xbox beta starts up next week. And that yeah. starts up on Thursday. Um, so I'm next, I don't know the exact date off the top of my head. So let's see. It starts this Friday, which is the 16th. It starts the 22nd, I believe, next week. So I want it out by before then. So ideally, it'll be done sometime. It'll be out for sure no later than Wednesday. I'm aiming for Tuesday, though, okay. of next week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in yeah. terms of time and my schedule and stuff. But that's what I'm aiming for. So Breath of the Wild is kind of what I'm thinking I'm going to be playing a bunch. And, of course, Destiny, I'll do some, like, catch, you know, whatever the new stuff comes for yeah. next week in terms of story and everything. But Breath of the Wild is what I think I'm going to try to really focus in on and hone in on this week so I can really dig into it and go from there. Nice. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Breath of the Wild next week. Looking forward to giving some. Yeah. That, my friends, will conclude episode 75 of the Play to Win podcast. Thank you all very much for joining us on this packed week of gaming showcase news. Just as a reminder, go check out our website, playtowingames.wordpress.com. You'll get, you know, all of our content over there. You can find our videos, our podcast episodes, Tyler's written reviews, our review guide. Everything's on there. Go check it out. It's a good website. You can also find us on play to uh, on Twitter and Instagram at play to win game. You'll get updates on the show, stuff we're talking about, stuff we're playing. It's fun time over there. Go follow us. Subscribe on YouTube and podcast services. Take notification bell on YouTube so you know when new videos, podcast episodes, everything goes live. Be one of the first people to watch them. And give us five-star reviews on podcast services. All helps us out more than you would realize immensely, greatly. Always greatly appreciated. Comments, shares, reviews, the whole nine yards. Tyler, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Tyler Miller 2496. Um, you know, talk with me about games and movies and anime, TV shows, all sorts of things. Um, like I said earlier in the episode, I watched She-Hulk. She-Hulk this week was awesome. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Kieran, but Madison, Madison is the yes, 100%. best. 100%. I love her. She is amazing. I want, I want a spinoff show. I, I, she, <laughs> this is the Madison Cinematic Universe now. We're just living in it. They've heard Wong their own spinoff show <laughs> where they are just doing things. Like her and Wongers are just the best. <laughs> like the first time she said that, she came through the whole Wongers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, yes, yes. She's awesome. I don't see how anyone can hate on her. She's great. She's the best. She stole the show this week. <laughs> I want more of her. Madison with two N's, one Y, but it's not where you think. <laughs> I love her. Love her so much. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. We can talk about it some more people's. Um, so yeah, all that stuff and villain saga. If you want to talk to me about that, because I'm really into that show. That was awesome. Uh really looking forward to whatever comes next from that series. So tweet with me. Tweet me. Talk to me about these things, guys. Love you all.
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Adlinet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word. I tweet sometimes, <laughs> occasionally. Work starts tomorrow on my grandfather's on my grandfather's house. So oh, maybe boy. I'll maybe I'll share some stuff for that. If he has the time. If I have the time. Thank you all very much for watching. We will see you all next week for episode 76. Have a great one. All here.